Jesus can empower, enlighten, and energize you. Our spring retreat will be so full of Jesus and women who love him, you won't be able to resist the lift. We need places of re resort and security. We need a retreat. We need Jesus Christ and his peace. We can notice with increased skill and awareness the things in and around us that separate us from the peace, safety, and protection we want to feel from our loving Savior. Miracles are revealed right in the middle of our messes when we understand God's love and ability to change our lives because we realize and recognize how to allow him to do so. He has the power to lift us no matter our circumstances in such a real and special way that it's actually unbelievable and at times makes no sense in our current circumstance. Isn't that how we would describe a miracle? Hello, I'm Karen Broadhead and I'm here with a plea and an invitation and a lot of love in my heart and hope that you will come and join us at our spring retreat. Peace is an increased skill, not a change in circumstance. Come and learn how to find the peace you need at our spring retreat with women just like you who are also seeking places of resort and security, who also need a retreat. Yeah, come and join us. We are so excited and be sure to listen to the exit information at the end of this podcast for a special deal that you'll want to know about for the retreat. Thank you. Love you. You're so awesome and so loved. Hello, everyone. Hi, ladies. Several of our women here that are going to be sharing today are already coming and, and helping in different ways for the retreat that's coming up in April. So April 28th and 29th, we have a retreat. It's our second retreat, and we are just thrilled about it. Last year, it was a one-day retreat. And this year, we're so excited that we've been able to expand that to two days. And there's, there are about nine days left to get the early bird discount for that retreat. And it's just two days of yummy, delicious meals and meaningful connections, dynamic classes, different presenters. There is a casual overnight option included in that where you can come and I think we've got a few bunk beds left. And then also lots of us are just bringing some things so we can just sleep right on the floor in the gym. So we would love for you to join us for that. And excited to hear from some of the women today. As you hear announcements here in this class, and if it we're going too fast and you wanted more information, you can go to motherswhoknow.org and look under the events tab. And you'll just scroll to, the, scroll to the bottom and you'll be able to see a link and more information on these different resources that we share. Make sure to just follow us on Instagram or Facebook or just come check our things out at our website. We, we'd love to keep you informed and share things there as well. So, alrighty, I think I see Karen here. Um, so, Karen, good morning. We love you, lady, and we're 
we're trying to get going with yeah, morning doing I, the ship here. <laughs> thank you so much for your patience and for being so awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, we've got some great ladies. We're ready. We're ready for them. And so, yeah, thanks for your brave self, BJ. Okay. But yeah, this morning, I'm so excited about our topic. If you've had a chance to listen to our mom power lesson, you'll know that it's titled notice, just notice. I love the word notice and I love how much it has helped me in my own self-mastery, in my own self-awareness, and in my ability to connect with the Savior. And so if you could understand that, you know, I, I don't have it memorized, but President Nelson has that beautiful quote that when he said it, so many other people started quoting it, right? And it was about, you know, joy and spiritual survival has so much more to do with the focus of our life, not the circumstance of our life. And so from that, we can discern that, geez, no matter what is going on in my life, no matter what's happening in my life, oh goodness. Okay, it's gonna pass in just a second. It's almost passed. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that we can increase our skill, our personal skill to notice how to fight with and for Jesus Christ, because we've increased in our awareness here in our training. It's not like we didn't know these things because all the information we need is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've learned throughout our lives, all the information that we have here but sometimes we just need to hear it from different angles in right now, the season we're in for things to be like the awareness to, to open up. And that's the way it's been for me. It's been one of the greatest miracles in my life to recognize that if I notice me and understand with increased awareness that I have a savior who wants to fight with me and for me in my personal battles, it's the reason he did everything he did. So he could help me when I needed him to sucker me, when I need him to help me right now, right today, right in this really hard thing, right? And all I have to do is what I'm reminded of every week is remember him right? And try my best to do that when I'm being a hot mess and not remembering him to remember that I need to remember him after I get miserable again, right? And I turn and say, okay, I get it. But I've asked so many Christ-centered women just like you to come and share with us that Jesus Christ can empower us and enlighten us and energize us. Those are powerful words, even in really big storms. And we still feel the storms. We still can look around and think, wow, this is kind of scary if I let it be. Wow, this is really hard, like beyond my capacity to handle. 
But because I know I have an enemy who is really distorting my thoughts, trying very hard to use my circumstance to convince me of those really hard things that they're too big, too much, and that I'm not enough. It's just amazing to notice. He has the ability to empower us, enlighten us, and energize us no matter what our circumstance is. And you may have noticed that our retreat, our retreat that's coming in the spring, that is our theme. Empower, enlighten, and energize is our theme. And so today when these women are talking, I've asked them to share with you their own personal experience in how they have noticed and increased in their ability to notice what that looks like for them in their life, because it looks different for everybody. That's why I thought several women just sharing would be the biggest, loudest, most important testimony today to help you to understand what this lesson means and why it's so vital in our success and us finding the abundant life that Christ said we could have through him. And I'm just going to share a screen with you really quick. And then we're going to go to these ladies. So the very first slide in this lesson is this. Notice, just notice. Claim the power you can receive through Jesus Christ. Okay. And one of the biggest things to understand is this. Off of President Nelson's quote, we were really excited when he said it in conference because it went right along with what we say in our mom power training. And it is that, yeah, when we're like, where can I turn for peace in this storm? Like, where is my solace? That peace is an increased skill, not a change in circumstance. So I'd like to suggest finding Jesus Christ in our lives at a personal level is an increased skill. And we don't need any circumstances to change, not even us. We don't even need to get more righteous and more wonderful before he can come help us. That our peace is an increased skill and we do it with him and for him. And he has every capacity to empower us, enlighten us, and energize us. And so I invite you not only to hear how these women are applying this information of noticing and increasing this skill of how to claim this power of Jesus Christ in their life, no matter their circumstance and what they're learning about themselves and about how to do that. But I also invite you to notice that each one of these women are women that you will see at the retreat. Some of them are presenting, some of them are singing, some of them are going to tell stories, some of them are going to be doing things at the retreat. And I just want you also to hear the kind of women and the kind of things that you will be experiencing at the retreat. Because maybe you're like, I don't know, I got some things to do that day. I was going to go to McDonald's that day. And so just so you'll understand, I've asked them to share about this topic as well as their experience from last year's retreat or why they're choosing to go this year. So I'm going to start with Veronica and there she goes across the room. She's coming back. I'm sure she's probably, she has lots of little children 
And so she probably need to go tell them, here's what the story is. <laughs> and then right after this, she's got to go to, a, was it a dentist appointment, Veronica? Right? So thank you so much. Well, so I was thinking about this in the time in between nights and then in this morning and <laughs> thinking about what I wanted to say. And I had an experience watching The Chosen. Maybe some of you have seen the latest two episodes and it really has just profoundly changed the way I see things. And, and it totally relies on what Karen has asked us to speak about. The part where Jesus stops the, the woman who was bleeding, her name is Veronica. I thought that was awesome. And he heals her in that moment without just because of her faith and she touches the fringe of his cloak. I love what he says to her. He says, I wrote it down. I like that you, you have blessed me today. I'm so glad that we found each other. And then the scripture, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and behold thy plague. And I, I was, that moment really struck me. And then he goes to the, the Jairus's daughter and raises her back from the dead. And he comments on these two people saying, your great faith is what's made you get to this point to be able to be healed. And then in the next episode, it's kind of a contrast where he's amongst the group of people in Capernaum and they're all cheering and clapping like it's a big show every time that he heals somebody. And then he has two, I guess they're friends. I can't remember their name, but they come, one's blind and one's lame. And the one brought the other and said, this is for her, please heal her. She'll never ask. And her great faith, she eventually said, yes, I want to be healed. And she's healed. And then he reaches to the other guy and he's like, no, this isn't my moment. Maybe another time. And then he like sneak attack, <laughs> heals him anyway. And he's walking away and he's like, <gasps> and I was just like, this, this is such a beautiful moment. I, as I was lying in bed thinking about it, it was almost as if Heavenly Father and I guess the Savior too can combine were saying to me, I want to heal you too. Where's your faith? I feel kind of like that woman and saying, I have, I have great faith that Christ is real. And yet the, the trusting, I, I grew up in a home where my mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia and my, my, it was so radical and, and um, sporadic and nothing was really like solid. And so you just had to be like ready for anything. Maybe you can relate. And having that kind of atmosphere, I've, I've not been able to trust people really at all. And then in that moment, looking at this video, I realized, I don't think I trust God either. <laughs> I felt that, like you're saying, coming to me and exercising your faith, I can heal you. You've seen it. You believe it. Why not enact it? I, I started in making YouTube videos and it kind of came out of a really hard place that has slowly gotten better where I could creatively share my feelings because they really are how I feel with the lyrics of the songs about Jesus Christ and about who he is and how it's interesting how the process of coming from, <laughs> it's been almost a year trying to trust Jesus Christ and coming with him and noticing that. And then getting to this point to now where I'm like, I can I can see myself doing that. It becomes 
more obvious to me that doing things that I've, I see that they work, but they work for me, like the journaling and doing my mom power goals, however simple, they're not the same as everyone else's. And I understand that's okay. But just seeing that that is where I'm at. And my videos have changed too. They've become like they've changed. And, and I realized just kind of like the man that Jesus went and put his hand on the shoulder and healed him without him realizing it. I have been changed this entire time. I am not, I am not the same. I like the, the topic is empower, enlighten and energize. He's been doing that subtly through this whole time. And, and to see that now, because I think my videos are kind of changing because that's my outpouring of my, my, my innermost thoughts, how, how grateful I am. I see this blessing. There's so much to be grateful for it, despite the hard. And I don't want to look back. I want to look forward and be a good cheer. And I just think that the latest video that I, I, I did is called Witness. It's from Strive to Be, the youth video that they just released for the theme this year. And I just love how I feel when I hear those words, because yes, I want to be a witness of Jesus Christ in how I live and even in how I think, because that, that shows to other people who I follow, who I want to be like. So yeah, I just wanted to share that video with you now. And hopefully you, it's, it's, I feel like there's a lot of people now that are watching it, especially from India. People from India love my video, but I, it's, it's, I love that it's good for the, I don't get the feedback from the person that really is hurting and that's okay. Cause that's what these videos are for. I mean, I, I love the that people are feeling the spirit. So my efforts of sharing my, my soul <laughs> is worth it. So here's the latest one. Thanks, Karen. Okay, here we go. Right here, we share a screen to play Veronica's beautiful video of her expressed testimony to the song, I am a witness of Jesus Christ by Lola Kersey from the album, Strive to Be. You will find the link in the show notes, or you can search This Is Me, Veronica B, on YouTube. And it's just so powerful and beautiful to just read the words. I'm going to read them to you, but I hope you will go and watch that beautiful, moving video. I am a witness of Jesus Christ. I see the waters part. When I kneel down and pray, I've seen my selfish heart soften and change. Through the silence, I can't stay quiet. I'll shout it out to the sky, wherever it takes me every day of my life. I will try to be like him, shine a light in the darkness. I'll be a witness and live the way he lived at all times and all places, whatever happens. I'll be a witness of his love, a witness of what he's done. I'll stand and tell everyone in all times and in all places, I'll be a witness and raise my hand and say, I've been saved by his love. My savior took my place. And after all he's done, through all the silence, I won't stay quiet. I'll shout it out to the sky wherever it takes me every day of my life.
I will try to be like him, shine a light in the darkness. I'll be a witness and live the way he lived at all times and all places. Whatever happens, I will witness of all his love, a witness of what he's done. I'll stand and tell everyone in all times and all places. I'll be a witness. I'll be a witness. I be a witness. Thank you so much, Veronica. Ladies, I I want to I want to tell these women kind of the order they're going to go in. And before I do, I'm going to read the the question that I sent to these ladies. I said, "Tomorrow in our Mom Power meeting, I want to highlight how Christ can empower, enlighten, and energize us. And the reason I knew I can ask all these ladies to help me is because they participate in our group coaching team, Mom Power, which is something that a lot of women are interested in after they take this Mom Power training, because it really is the, so what does that look like? And how do we do that? And here we are doing every week with each other and noticing and being a witness for each other, you're doing it. Even though it's hard, you're doing it. And so anyway, I knew I could ask these gals and I know, I kind of know their personal stories and how they've been working at this. So anyway, tomorrow, I want to highlight how Christ can empower, enlighten and energize us. Can you be available and willing to share your thoughts? about how your skill to notice just know that jesus christ is the is the peaceful solution you need that empowers enlightens and energizes you no matter what your circumstance and how that has changed your life can you think of a specific example and so thank you veronica for, veronica, for sharing that awareness you know because i love that you're like it's like I had an awareness and a whispering. I don't think I trust God totally. Like, that was just so sweet. Can you think of a specific example to share with us, uh, to share of how you used to think, feel, or act that has changed because of your increased skill to notice and have this intentional awareness? How has connecting and collaborating here in Mothers Who Know accelerated your personal ability to claim the power you can receive through Jesus Christ, because we level up in our understanding of what things look like and what they sound like and how you apply things to really fortify yourself when you fight in your own personal battles by hearing other women. So the theme of the Mothers Who Know Spring Retreat is empower, enlighten, and energize. As it applies to you, how did last year's retreat fit this theme for you? And why are you going? this year? Was it worth your investment, your time and your effort? And so Veronica, yeah, she didn't make it to our last year's retreat. But why, are you, why, why did you see value in coming this year? I felt, I felt that the distance was kind of stopping me. I don't know if I am the farthest one. And all I needed was someone to kind of go, hey, come on, <laughs> join us. And I think that's what made me go, okay. And I've, I'm so excited to be there just to feel the spirit and to meet everyone and meet more people. I have had great learning from my team, especially how to lend support, how to witness, 
how to reach out when I need help. And, and, and the trusting has grown because of their responses. So I'm very excited to strengthen in person the relationship I have with all these people <laughs> and to meet more. So yeah, that's why I'm coming. Thank you. Yeah. And Veronica, she'll be singing at the retreat. She's going to be one of our, one of our presenters in singing. Okay. So next we're going to have Susie and then Rachel, then Debbie, then we'll go to that point. Okay. Go. And you know, I joined team mom power two, three years ago. It was a mess. It was the fall before I had a total hysterectomy. All right. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I didn't know if I should come because I had a huge headache. And I said, Lord, I don't know if I should come. And I went to text Karen and I said, Karen, I don't know if I should come. My head hurts, my back aches. And uh, I, I came into my bedroom and I just knelt down. I said, I don't know what to do because I told Karen I'd come. And I went to text Karen and she is like, thank you so much, Susie, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, heart, heart, heart. And I'm like, I can't let Karen down. And so I went to pray to Heavenly Father. I'm like, should I come? Should I not come? And I remembered that scripture that I shared several months ago in Team Mom Power. And it was, I would never come to it probably if I hadn't been in Team Mom Power. So in Isaiah, he talks about being mounted up as, as if on eagle's wings, but I've got to actually go to it. So I've got to get to my, I wasn't planning on sharing this. That's the thing is I'm, I've been diagnosed with PTSD due a caustic childhood. And uh, last year, when my daughter was going to college, my oldest, I got diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, religious scrupulosity. And what that means is, so scrupulosity is I make everything a moral issue. So everything's either black and white, right or wrong. And then you add the religious part onto it. And that means that everything's, I'm either bad or good. <laughs> and so last year was a hard year because add that on top of my mom died and I wasn't grieving that my mom died. I was grieving that, man, she never really was a mom to me. So it was a rough year last year. And I was really grateful. I had my team with me reminding me to go to Christ. Remember, remember that Christ is there for you. Go to Christ, go to Christ. Christ is there for you. He's there for you. He's there for you. So, and we had come follow me and I never really was able to ever get on board with come follow me. It was kind of an thorn in my flesh because my husband was like when they shortened when they shortened the meeting he was like yay one less hour of church so anyway I was doing come follow me because a lot of my sisters were sharing out of it and I was like well I did it when I could and so I read this one and it said welcome sometimes we feel like we're stuck in a waiting game waiting for a miracle to occur, for a difficult situation to be res resolved, or for some future reward we've been working towards. But if we use the weight properly and remain actively in the discomfort, we can look forward, we can look up to the Lord and learn how we can be strengthened through the weight. Uh, okay. And then it referred me to Isaiah 41.31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And as I was studying this on Come, Follow Me, I looked at another verse that was a link to this one. And it led me to Isaiah 32, 17. And the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. And if you look up Bruce R. McConkie's definition of hope, it's assurance, the assurance of the Lord's assurance that he's, that he's going to give you what he says he will. And so I was, that really, really struck me. The work of righteousness is peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. And it just hit me like, well, you know how the spirit pierces you to the heart. And so then come follow me says its conclusion was, and this is all in my journal and it's tagged under quietness of soul. So I can get right to it. Holding fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ and relying on the Lord in moments of waiting and think of waiting like wait. Like I'm, I'm being patient, I'm waiting, but also like waiting on the Lord, like I'm waiting on him, like I'm serving him, will give us the strength and foundation we need to endure trials. If we choose to remain active in the wait with our faith turned toward the Lord, we will be strengthened and changed on the other side of our trials. So today, in whatever way you need to wait, wait with increased faith. And I told the Lord, for Christmas, for I wanted to give him trust. I wanted to give him my trust. And I told him, this is going to be a lifelong thing. Because <laughs> my mom wasn't there for me. She didn't want kids. And my dad, well, he wanted more pets more than he wanted children. So it was, I don't want to bag on my parents. They just were a mess. And I'm trying to break that chain. My husband and I are. So what I wrote in my journal was that this is what I really liked. My, my, let's see here. I'm trying to be quick. It's making me stumble over my words. So as we give ourselves over to the Lord patiently to be changed while we're waiting for the anticipated blessings to come, it will be counted us to be for righteousness. I, I want those beautiful blessings. Instead of getting stressed out so much about, I want to be better so that I can be mentally well and run out and serve everybody. Instead of that, I would rather figure out what would the Lord have me do and focus on that and allow him to change me and how he would have me change and stop being in such a rush to be something I think I need to be. If I can learn to do this, then I can have that peace and quietness and assurance forever. Mm. So I want to be Jesus's. That's all I've ever wanted to be. I'm, I'm from Ohio and in the other churches, they're Jesus girls and I'm a Jesus girl. And I even got told in a priesthood blessing and I hadn't said anything to anybody about it. He'd said, he's happy that I'm his Jesus girl. Wow. And so to wrap up, why on earth would I go to a retreat with a bunch of women packed in a small, in a, in a large facility, but in a, in small areas when I'm an introvert and I don't like crowds because I hope 
that the Lord can use me for his purposes. That's all I ever hope. That's all I ever want. And I actually read a scripture, or no, I, I've been studying conference talks. Gary E. Stevenson said in his conference talk that, I think it was Gary E. Stevenson, talking about bearing testimonial and on this, we bear testimony. And he was saying that a lot of times we bear our testimony by our actions. And I was like, that's what Karen's talking about. <laughs> it's just by who we are. It's not just with words. I was like, that's what she means. Okay. I understand a little bit better. So I'll just go to the retreat and I'll just be me and you just be you and we'll rub shoulders and hopefully we'll strengthen each other. Thank you, Susie. That was so lovely. And thanks for being here despite your headache and to share with us. At the retreat, Susie is going to be telling a story. She is a brilliant, creative and master storyteller. So that's going to be fun for you. Yeah. And there's no one I've ever been near, like near their body in person in my life that I have felt has the same gift that Susie has. I'm sure they exist, but I just haven't sat by them, been by them and noticed how her gift makes me feel so safe and so loved. And so, yeah, I'm excited for you ladies to experience that from Susie. Thank you so much, Susie. Okay, we're going to Rachel. That was so beautiful, Susie. And Veronica, thank you. Yes, yeah, Susie, thank you so much. That was beautiful. I was thinking about the questions you asked, Karen. I don't know why, but it always makes me feel, well, I always start to think about hunger. And when I'm feeling hungry, I mean, I feel like we can all relate to that feeling. When I'm feeling hungry spiritually, that's when I'm noticing that maybe I need something more or I need to search in a different way or just, you know, turn some other, some other thing to learn more about Christ. And when you're hungry, you go looking for food. And then if you don't find anything, you become starving. And then you're just looking for any old thing, right? That you can find. But the things that are actually nourishing, they, they take, they take time. And I, I found that being empowered, enlightened, and energized, it takes time to understand the space in which that happens. And for me, I've learned that when I, well, so just recently when we were reading in the New Testament about the wise men and how they were seeking Jesus and they fell down and gave him gifts. And I, I thought, you know what, that reminds me of the tree and how people would fall down. And for me, that is humility. Like I am going to stay right here at the tree. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to recognize my dependence on God. I'm going to acknowledge that my gifts and talents are from him. And when I do that, I am in this new space that I can receive something. That is when I find the food 
the nourishing food I'm looking for. And when I'm in this state of humility, I can recognize promptings and I can make the sacrifices needed to receive what it is that he has. And when I'm humble, I can lead with my courage. That the world today would say that humility is a weak thing, but I think it's a place of strength. I think it's a power that allows more things to unfold in front of our eyes. And so when we're, when we're humble, I can lead with my courage and I can not allow fear to pull me in every direction. And even though all I see is inherent uncertainty, I can know that he knows what I don't know. And he sees the beginning from the end. And one thing that came to my mind this morning as I was studying was that Jesus, his plan was from the very beginning, that Jesus's atonement precedes our earthly journey. It supersedes the world. It allows him to intercede as our advocate. His power exceeds what we can understand and succeeds in every way. So that's my thought for today. Oh, and I was unable to go to the last, well, I wasn't part of mom, mothers who know yet. So to the last retreat. So I'm really excited to be there this year. Yeah, so good. And yeah, Rachel is going to be presenting there. She She's also going to present vocally, musically for us and sing. Thank you so much. Okay, now we're going to go to Debbie, then Luann. Okay, thank you so much. And I love the lesson notice, just notice, because it's been so important for me to be really honest and to notice how I really feel. And it's been a real journey. I think like several years ago, I just, I I, ha- I was so confused on the the way I was feeling was actually a valiant way to feel. So let me see if you can notice the lie in any of this, but I had a couple of kids, you'll relate to some of this, that had decided they don't want to live the gospel. We had alcohol, we had pornography, we had divorce, we had a blended family. We had, it was just like, it was this hot mess. So in my mind, I thought, well, I, I, I need to really fix this. I need to worry about this. I, if I'm not worrying about it, I'm not in the present trying to solve the problems. And I spun around like that for so long that I wasn't even sleeping at night. Coincidentally, then I got cancer and I was in the doctor's office and he said, well, how are you sleeping? I said, I don't think I've slept in 10 years. Okay. A little exaggerated, but I couldn't remember the last time I slept. So I just was being melodramatic too, on top of everything else. And anyway, that I love the story of the apostles in the boat with Jesus and how that storm came up and that boat just was scaring them, scaring to the their very life. They were just so worried and Jesus was just over there napping. And even in hearing that story at first, I was like, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm here in this storm and you're napping. And it was offensive to me. Like, how, why are you napping? Why aren't you ever so present? Because I'm worrying. I'm, I'm in all of this severe trauma and you're sleeping. And I 
that that story always speaks to me so much because of course when he woke up well the apostles were saying master carest thou not that we perish and lord save us you know we're going to perish and that is exactly how he felt and when jesus arose he said why are you why are ye so fearful where is your faith and i got through the cancer and all of that and i found eternal warriors is before i knew about mothers who know and so I learned to start noticing where I was. And through the journaling, I would write how I felt. That was one of my goals is how was I feeling today? And my common feelings were anxiety, fear, helplessness, hopelessness, <laughs> failure, and just worry. And I noticed as I kept studying and, and trying to increase, sorry, <laughs> my faith i would read beautiful beautiful things and one of the things that spoke to me at that time was several things but the one i'm going to share right now is sherry do and she reminds us always of who we are and the pre-mortal our pre-mortal life you know and i was a seminary teacher too i know that the first lesson of every single seminary class is the plan of salvation but one thing that i had left out was really the focus on jesus christ during that so I just want to read a couple of things. Is This is Sherry Dew. She said, there are, however, some remarkable things that we do know. We know that we were there in the heavenly councils before the foundations of this earth were laid. We were there when our father presented his plan and we saw the savior chosen and appointed and we sanctioned it. We were there among the heavenly hosts who sang and shouted for joy and when Satan unleashed his fury against the Father and the Son and was cast out of heaven, we were there fighting on the side of truth. In fact, President George Q. Canyon said, we stood loyally by God and by Jesus and did not flinch. We believed, we followed, and we fought. when we fought for truth in the most bitter of all confrontations, we did not flinch. I love that so much. And as I would read and learn, I would start to notice that instead of feeling all the anxiety and failure and hopelessness, I would feel the opposite. I would feel more faith. I would feel strong. I would feel sometimes fearless, like bring it. I can do this because I've got the savior on my side. And he's like, of course I'm here. You know, what? where is your faith? Why were you so fearful? And then at the end of this article, the last thing that Sherry Dew says is, can you imagine that God who knew us perfectly reserved us to come now when the stakes would be higher and the opposition more intense than ever, when he would need women who would help raise and lead a chosen generation in the most lethal spiritual environment. Can you imagine that? He chose us because he knew we would be fearless in building Zion. And so I hope that I've shown that if we can notice the fear and the anxiety, and then notice how we feel when we hear truth, and when our faith is increased, and we take the Savior's hand and know that he's there. And I'll close with this experience from the last retreat. There were so many wonderful speakers and music, and we were in the home, and I can't remember the name of that beautiful lady. Karen, say it really quick so I can say yeah, her name. Her name's Blenda. Blenda. We were in the home of Blenda, and she's a beautiful musician, and she got up, and she would 
say a few words, then she would go play the piano and she would have us sing a song. And the closing song that she had us sing was A Million Dreams. And I'm kind of shy. I love to sing, but I'm kind of shy about singing. I've been told that I don't carry a note. I think I sound beautiful, but I've been told. So, but as we were singing this million dreams and we were around, we were all this group of women all together. And so I'm not going to sing it right now. I'm going to read you a (laughs) phrase of it though. And I want you to imagine as those that could carry a, a tune kind of carried us and Belinda, Belinda, Belinda was playing her beautiful piano and we started softly and then it started to get into this really beautiful chorus as, as women, the strength with the spirit built and built upon itself. So just think every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake, awake. I think of what the world would be a vision of the one I see. A million dreams is all it's going to take. Oh, a million dreams for the world we're going to make. And then the last part, it, well, it says, however big, however small, let me be a part of it all. Share your dreams with me. You may be right. You may be wrong, but say you'll bring me along to the world you see, to the world I close my eyes to see. I close my eyes to see. And all these women were just, I felt like we were just singing from our hearts as we just wanted to be part of the world that our Heavenly Father and our Savior has prepared and trusted us with. And I've noticed over time that I don't feel, I still can feel those feelings that I I explained at first, but now I mostly, when I think of my kids and my family and what could look like a mess if I believe that, I think, no, I was chosen to be in this home and to be a mother to these kids, even though they're adults now, even if it is to stand still and to stay by the tree and partake of the fruit. But I've learned to have patience. I've learned to not see them in the way that I thought they should be, but in the way that the Lord knows they are. And I've learned to watch them as they just take very, very small steps and Today, I, my 35-year-old son, and I've been in this journey with him for nine years, is getting his two-year chip for sobriety, and he called and invited me to come with him. And if I could explain how big a miracle that is, you would all just be so amazed. It sounds maybe little, but it's pretty huge. One, that he even called me. Two, that he wants me to be here. And three, that he's two years sober. So a million dreams, and I'll end on that. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you. And Debbie will be presenting on a topic, the truth tool at the at the retreat. Okay, Luann, and then we're going to go to Miranda. Okay, I got to go to the re- retreat last year, and it was it was marvelous. I think Karen put in the group me chat that online is marvelous, but being there with everybody is miraculous. And I guess going, I was a little nervous, thinking, okay, I've Converse with a lot of these women for a couple of years. What's it going to be like to mm-hmm. see them in person? And that fear just kind of melted away. It was just good to be able to, to see people live and to, I didn't get to talk to everybody, but to, to see and interact and learn from one another. I thought it was, thought it was good, really good. So if you're sitting on the fence about going or not going, 
you should go. But I'm thankful for the, these women that have shared today too, and the things I've learned from them over the years with the things that I've shared, that they have shared. I think that's one thing that I just really love about Mothers Who Know and my mom power team and, and even this mother's, the mom power training is that we can learn from each other. We all have different experiences, but the way you handle them and you're willing to share is an example to me and also testifies of the Savior. So I can see him in your lives as well. Karen asked to say, <clears throat> to share my thoughts about how my skill to notice, just notice that Jesus Christ is a peaceful solution that I need that empowers, enlightens, and energizes me no matter what the circumstances are. And I think one of one of my goals for my mom power calendar for the my savior is to recognize that I need him. I need him every day and I can't make changes or improve without him. So I seek for seek for him daily to help me and maybe write down my power journal, how I need him to show up for me that day. <clears throat> and then it's marvelous to watch and notice those little things of how he shows up for me. And then to be able to put those in my, my notes of gratitude the next day. And I like being able to connect with him each day, to be able to let him know that I need his power. I need his help. And then noticing that. An experience that I have with that is when when I kind of when I first started joining, I think anger was quite a problem with that I had with my children and lack of patience, some of the things that they were doing. And I've learned that anger doesn't solve anything. And my st my stern rebuking wasn't making any difference either. Learning here that not every voice in your head is a trusted voice, because I would think when I would have to reprimand my children, I'd hear in my voice, are you going to let them get away with saying that to you? Are you going to, you know, and I was just thinking that was from the spirit. And so I would just go at it and just make situations different and make things worse. So I have learned that, that, you know, it's an adversary can speak in my mind and he can, he can influence my mother and he was, but as I have implemented these mom power principles and desiring that connection every day and being intentional about doing the power goals of praying, writing, and reading, and really inviting the spirit into my life and feeling what it feels like. I've learned that there is a big difference in my mothering, in my relationships with others, and my ability to communicate with others. And that is a big, been a big thing for me to notice. And it's been helpful in so many ways. So I'm so very grateful for that. One other thing that I thought of, I was kind of looking over President Nelson's talk, Overcoming the World, as I got the text from Karen yesterday. And as I was reading it, he shared a few things in his talk of the word discover or discovered. And I thought how much it relates to notice. So if you have time, maybe go to that talk and search the word discover. I want to read one paragraph that he says. He says, now, how does overcoming the world bless our lives? The answer is clear. Entering into a covenant relationship with God binds us to him in a way that makes everything about life easier. Please do not misunderstand me. I did not say that making covenants makes life easy. In fact, expect opposition because the adversary does not want you to discover the power of Jesus Christ. But yoking yourself with the Savior means you have access to his strength and redeeming power. So it's my testimony that doing the mom power calendars and being in or being intentional, intentional with those power goals of wanting to yoke ourselves with the Savior does give us power. 
our covenants give us power. We, you know, our baptismal covenants as we keep those being going through the temple and being endowed with priesthood power, we have that power. Mom power does not necessarily give us a superpower, but learning those powers here and connecting ourselves to Jesus Christ and noticing his hand in our lives. That's what gives us power. So thank you, wonderful women, for teaching me these things over the many years. I appreciate it. Thank you, Luann, for being part of that teaching to all of us. That's what's so miraculous and why I love that we're called mothers who know, like a plural, like we all are uplifted and strengthened by each other. It's just such an amazing dynamic. And I'm, I too have learned so much here from you ladies. And yeah, Luann will be at the retreat and I'm calling an audible here, but I was going to, I've already written down on a piece of paper before today that I was going to ask somebody to do this, but is hopefully going to pray for all of us at the retreat. Okay, Miranda, thank you so much, Luann. Okay, I am feeling a little overwhelmed, so thank you all for sharing. That was, I wrote a lot of stuff down. But Karen also asked me to talk about how to answer those questions, which are on my phone, so I can't think of them right at the bat. But I know when I started this, I was stuck in this realm of I did not want to fight anymore. That I had been battling what I thought to be righteously and in my best power. And I was trying to be like, okay, eventually I'm going to be winning. And it just got to be so long, like eight years worth of. I'm not winning, not losing. I'm useless. Like I am, I'm no one, but he's right. This person in my life, these people in my life, they kept telling me you don't matter. Maybe they're right. Maybe I was wrong about myself. And so I didn't want to sound, I didn't want to be, start retaliating and arguing that I knew that wasn't fighting, but that's kind of where I felt like I had to defend myself is I'm going to point out your flaws to help you understand your not to make you feel bad, but to help educate so we can get on common ground. And as noble as that might sound, that's not how Heavenly Father wants us to do it. So I was just stuck in this place where I didn't even care anymore. <laughs> like it was just too painful to talk to anybody. I didn't want to go to church. People would ask me questions. How are you? How is it? Blah, blah. And I'd be like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. And I had two small children at the time. They're three and like five, almost six. And so all this time is passing. And I found mothers who know through a friend. And I kind of just listened with my ear pod in or earbud in with the video off. And I didn't take the lessons. I did read through some of the stuff. I attended mom, the team mom power first and then found out about the morning classes. Mm -hmm. And I was just so desperate to understand why there was so much contention, why, how I could possibly be the problem and how I could fix that so that I could go back into the world and exist. And I got kind of stuck into being a mom. So I was doing that well. I was keeping my covenants and I was just kind of floating along in this survival mode of I'm not doing anything wrong, but I'm definitely not going to go over there and get in that business. And I don't really know where my business is, but I'm here and I go to church and I keep my covenants and I keep the commandments and I'm teaching my kids about some stuff, but I was forgetting to ask the spirit to help me. He was there. I was comforted, but I just felt like I was stuck in this survival mode. And through 
one of these classes, I think it was in the notice, I came to life randomly. Like I run a daycare, so I went off mute and I started answering one of Karen's questions. Mm -hmm. Information came out of me and I went back on mute and turned my video off, put my, put my phone back in my pocket and started about my day. And like five minutes later, I was like, what was that? I had this feeling of healing and that made sense for the first time. Like that, that was, that was a testimony. That's how I feel. So then I started to learn that that was my truth. I believe that. I know that and no one can take that from me. And I can say that in front of all these women and not one woman on the call was like, that's dumb. That's, no, that's wrong. Not one. In fact, I got several people saying, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for, for sharing. And then I was like, what? Wait, oh. So there was a little bit of panic. But as I kept showing up, with that truth, that mustard seed of shaky, I might sound dumb, but I'm going to say it anyway, spirit safe, because it's a facilitated spiritually safe place. I started to realize who I was and that I was braver than I thought. And the notice piece where I noticed Christ was that in those battles, so I remember I've been battling for eight years. Some of it not going to church, but praying. And then I started going to church and it actually made things worse. If you think about the hierarchy of the church and how you're supposed to have a husband, like it actually caused my divorce, it didn't cause my divorce, but I got divorced instead of keeping my marriage together. And I have these two kids and I had to get them baptized and I was even more lost. I felt, but I started to notice looking back as I was brave enough to share my story and look at the story I was telling myself that in my prayers of survival mode, Jesus was helping me. He was putting me in the place of people, bishops and stake presidencies and random members of the church. I don't know if that's very reverent, but not specific. Like it wasn't their calling. They were answering a prayer randomly. It wasn't, they weren't my ministering person. They weren't assigned to me. They felt the spirit and they reached out to me and gave me information that I was like, how did, they're like, I feel like I should be telling you this. And they're like, I'm sorry if I'm bothering you. And I'd be like, no, I, I needed this information from a trusted source, from someone who has the same value system as me. So I started to notice that as I opened myself up to who I am, I'm kind of passionate, which can be misconstrued as loud or intimidating. As I learned these great things about myself, so that they weren't liabilities, that I could be soft and kind, and I could communicate. As I started studying the mom power, I started to see where Heavenly Father was answering my prayers with people, and that Jesus was walking beside me, and I was hearing him, and I was doing the things, terrified with my hands like this, but I was doing it, and I was, my body was kind of paralyzed by some PTSD and some things that were just, I wasn't willing to say that that's not bothering me. Like I wasn't willing, really willing to face it for a few reasons. One, I'm tougher than that, right? And, but the main one was I was protecting my ex-spouse. Like we can't go around saying that person's bad, right? Like I felt this level of need to keep it a secret for 
righteous reasons, which also caused a contention in me that was like, why are we protecting that? Why are we letting that slide? And by connecting with Jesus and looking at the bigger picture and thinking eternally, I was, I realized that was Satan saying, you're letting that go. You're letting people walk on you. Whereas Jesus was saying, you are giving those people a chance to see what you see. And you're opening up this space where they never had before, just like maybe you hadn't had before, because I don't have a lot of members in my life, unless I'm actually at church. So I recognize that by me facilitating that moment of maybe being an atmosphere angel, how come I was getting so much opposition? The Satan really was trying to crush me under that pressure. And that's why it was so hard. Not that Christ was disappointed in me or saying, well, I would help you more if you were better. And as I was vulnerable enough to come and connect with women, as awkward as that might seem, if there's anyone on this call who knows me or if there's anyone watching saying, oh, Miranda's friends with that person, it's because of a very vulnerable and shaky reach out that the spirit helped me through and the other person through as well. And with that, I was able to heal parts of me that I might not have had this, the bravery to do, but other people were brave enough to say, that's hurtful in me. I'm like, oh, me too. And then we found that sap together and we're able to kind of connect through this. So it's, it's a very amazing spiritual thing. And then as far as the retreat, I didn't believe that you could have a group of women all together that got along. I just, I kind of laughed at the whole concept. No offense, but I was willing to try because I love Karen. And last year I went and there wasn't one negative thing said. I didn't hear anything negative. I felt that we laughed with each other at the things that weren't on point. We made amazing strides as far as how to make things better. We teamed up, we lifted each other. And I just enduring all of the things that it was just empowering. And I am going to close with that because I have a bunch more, but that is it. That was wonderful. Thank you so much, Miranda. Thank you. Ah, so good. You ladies, I really appreciate all that you've shared. Thank you so much. Now, Jen, you, it's your turn. Thank you, Jen. And I forgot to say out loud, Miranda will be presenting at the retreat. Her topic is out of isolation. Oh, thank you, ladies. I love, I have just appreciated so much what you guys have shared. And that's a benefit of going last, but it also makes you have so many thoughts in your mind from all the amazing things like, oh yeah, I totally relate to that. And I want to talk about that, but just know I'm super grateful. And that's one of the powers of this class is that it strengthens, it strengthens me every time and turns me to Jesus. And like Veronica's video, I just loved, like, I want to be a witness of Jesus Christ today and how he empowers, enlightens and energizes us and how coming to this class has done that for me personally. And the first, I had so many neat thoughts of just noticing, like just the power of saying that word and noticing is a superpower because you're awake all of a sudden, right? You're like aware and awake and present. And so for me, just that word turns turns me into a 
more intentional person. And so I just love that notice because I've started thinking, think of all the things I have noticed in my life because of this class, right? And I just had a whole list and a couple of them that I want to share today was the first one was like Nephi. So when the spirit or when the angel, when Nephi asks, I want to see what my dad saw in the, in the dream, right? And the angels showing him, you know, Jesus being born and Mary. And, and then the angel says, you know, do you know the condescension of God? And Nephi, his response is so awesome. He says, you know, I don't, or I know the Lord loveth his children. Wherefore I, you know, don't know the meaning of all things, but I do know this. And that's the first thing that like Nephi I learned in this class was to hold on to the truths that we know. I know that God loveth his children, right? I don't understand the meaning of all things that's happening in my life, but there are truths that I do know and that I do, that I can hold on to. And the power of doing that and feeding the truth that you know, just even knowing that God loves you can help you get through a lot of things that you do not understand, right? Like sometimes you're like, if I know God loves me, then I can feed that truth. And then it can get through a lot of other things that I don't understand because I know he's got me, right? So holding on to truths. And one of the things that I learned that helped me do that was thinking of in our thoughts, the truths. Am I hearing truths? Am I saying truths to myself or am I saying negative things? And I really started noticing my thoughts and realizing that, man, I was sure not talking very kindly to myself. It was super negative, super just demeaning. Like I, I was kind. I felt like I, I loved other people. I, I felt like I had the gift of charity for everyone else but myself. And I I, I think I thought, I think I really believed that if I let up on myself, I wouldn't do what the Lord wanted me to do. So it was always just like, fuck up, do better. You got to be better, right? Like no grace, no mercy, no kindness or compassion. And so I, that was the key. I feel like this class was the key that opened the doors to feeling the love of our savior, which is what we're all trying to get to at that tree, right? This whole path of life, we're trying to get to the love of God. But I didn't realize that my negative self-talk was completely blocking me from feeling the Lord. He was like right there next to me my whole life and saying like, I love you. You're doing great. That's enough. It's okay. It's okay. You made this mistake. And I was like, nope, nope, it's not. Nope, it's not. I can't, you know, and I was completely blocking myself off. And so the, when I started grasping onto the truth of how, what I heard in my mind and what I said to myself, I started feeling his love because I was talking kindly and gently. And I started practicing. That's the cool thing of increasing our peace is an increased skill. That means we have the power to get better at it if we just try to practice, right? Practicing gets us better at anything. And so we can even increase our peace by practicing some of these tools. And so I really determined, I was like, you know what? This is, I have a negative pathway in my brain and I need to, I want to change it to be the positive truths. So I purposefully was like, I'm going to start 
in inundating my mind and my heart with the truths that I hear and I know from the Savior. And I got my patriarchal blessing and I started compiling a whole list of truths that I read every single day because I was like, I need to change that to be my natural pathway. And I want to testify that holding on to the truths that Heavenly Father gives us, especially about his love and how he feels about us, will open our hearts to feel his love. And feeling that love changes our whole lives, changes everything, changes who we are, who we become, because we get the peace and we get the confidence of knowing he's right there and he's with me. I'm feeling his love and strength and power. And just like Rachel said, when they fell down to the Savior at the tree, that's because they had a relationship with him, right? And they knew who he was and they knew his role. And that's what it's helped me come to know as well is like, if you're with him, he helps open and empower and enlighten your understanding. And I've come to know more of his role in my life and that he is the savior and I'm not. And so I can trust him better. I can lean into that constant trust of, oh, that's right. I'm trying to heal or I'm trying to save. And that's not my job. I'm going to let you because I know how much you love me and I know how much you love them. And so then just adding my testimony of, you know, there's nothing better than connecting with the Savior because you feel his love. But to me, the even greater power is connecting with women that connect you with Christ, right? So Christ-centered women like this that connect me stronger and give me encouragement to turn to Christ more has completely given a superpower because I have strength here and on the other side of the veil from the savior. Like it's just this total power. And so that has why that's why this, the last retreat was this total, these words completely describe it, energized, empowered, enlightened. That's, I felt all of those things by connecting and take having the courage to connect because that was scary at first for me. And so now I just, am like, man, I'm so excited to connect each other stronger through Jesus Christ. And I know this has been such a blessing for me. And I know the Savior wants us to all feel his love. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jen. Ah, so good. Ladies, something Jen said was so powerful to me. And it was that having charity for herself allowed her to actually experience like she mentioned how charitable she was and outwardly right but it was having charity for herself as well that helped her to learn about charity the pure love of christ like charity the charity that is you know when i can see me the way he sees me and allow myself to believe it and really notice that he does help me and wants to and a lot of the space that i noticed where i'm not being able to find him has to do with this lack of charity i have for myself and my own outcomes and my own performance and what's happening in my family letting that disappointment and that feeling of betrayal that we feel when we try so hard to do something and Everybody's just wanting to go. We're telling him the suckers with the cake in the middle, those are the ones you pick. 
And instead they're like, we like the suckers with the poo in the middle, right? That's what we like. And so to just, it's so hard to watch that happen, right? And to love them so deeply and to think, I have a responsibility for these people, I think, but really we're so responsible for ourselves to love ourselves and to find Jesus Christ and allow him to love us because that's the very thing that allows us to watch people eat suckers with that in it and go, wow, that's amazing that you like that, right? Like, why would you eat that? It's just amazing that you like that. But for some reason, because Satan's good at his opposition, right? He's good at his distorted thinking and what he does. When we hold our line by the tree and learn that some of our best fighting is noticing, just noticing that we have power to call upon Jesus Christ and claim him and his ability to lift us enable us to be more than we can be on our own and help us to see through that belief that we have like he really loves me even though even though nothing is looking pretty around here he still really loves me he does want to help me then that helps us to change our heart and stop looking at people eating weird suckers and say i love you i love you even though you like weird suckers. And I want you to eat this one. It's big. This lesson is so huge. And I promise you, in the name of Jesus Christ, that it is worth all of your effort to get to know him. And I'm so grateful for your example and invite you to ponder on how peace is an increased skill. It's not a change in your circumstance. But thank you, ladies. There's so many women that are here. I, I wanted to tell you that Jen will be speaking on self-care and having the spirit and reframing what's really true. That's what Jen will be speaking on at the retreat. And we'll also have topics from other women that you know and have seen here. One is about atmosphere angel. Another one's about warrior chemistry. And yeah, and, and then Angie from Oregon is going to be speaking on There's Only One. And so I just, last year we had women come to our retreat and they'd never even been to any of our meetings before. And we kind of just thought that's the only people that would come is people that would hear, have been here and heard us talking, right? But that's some of the feedback we got was, you should have taught us more stuff. Like you, it was, they could tell that we had something they were hungry for and we that wasn't you know we just had random people that were wonderful people but they weren't mothers who know affiliated they were just wonderful women right that were doing wonderful things that and it was absolutely gorgeous and powerful and wonderful so this year we thought let's teach what we know let's testify and witness to each other of what we know because we're mothers who know and so you inviting friends and getting a sister or a cousin or a neighbor to come with you it would be so valuable because it's just going to be super like this 
right? It's going to be just like this. And then I'm going to be talking. I don't know exactly my topic, but I do know that it has to do with a collaborating with Jesus Christ and sharing tools around how we do that. How do we do that? And I think that Ashley Levitch, she's a keynote speaker, and some of you have listened to her Boundary series. I believe she's going to be talking on just how powerful women are and how our role as women, us recognizing that it's okay for us to use our voice and that it's okay for us to take up space, even in our nurturing way, but kind of in a bold way just like President Nelson asked us to do in when he did the plea to the sisters, right? And he said, President Kimball's quote that he gave over there is being fulfilled right now. And this is my plea to all of you women that you will notice yourself and rise up and do what the Spirit's leading you to do because you're the women of this day that are supposed to do that. It's part of the loud that we're going to get that sounds beautiful, that invites other women to come to the church, right? And so I just think, yeah, to, be, to become covenant, because they're all Jesus women, but just learning about what a, what a covenant woman is, that's a big deal, right? We, we have a blessing to know that. But yeah, so I invite you, if you're on the fence for any reason, I want you to email know at lifechangingservices.org. That is our email address for any reason at all. Maybe you're afraid that one of your feet is bigger than the other one and you didn't want anyone to see. And when we meet online, nobody can tell, right? But maybe it's that you notice that you lost your wallet right and so you can't register i need my wallet right whatever that is please email us and say i'm feeling like i could come i want to come and maybe i could talk through this with somebody and bring up my why that maybe i i can't do that because that's it's important to us that you know you're loved and cared about and that you can be included and we we want to be supportive of you and help you to feel included right bj yeah you said it you said it karen and somebody called me just a couple days ago and said i want to come but i'm i'm hoping a friend can come but i don't think they will could i ever come on my own and feel comfortable and okay and this is exactly the place you can come (laughs) with lots of women that know how to have their heads up and wrap their arms around people and anyway so we, we love that. Thank you for all of you that have shared and have been helping behind the scenes with the, all of the pieces that fit, fit with this and planning. So we are just thrilled. Yeah. So you probably have been to things like Time Out for Women or other kinds of retreats. I will say this before we go, and I know we need to go, but it is this. It is, you can go to retreats like that and they're amazing. But there's something about what we do here in our connecting and our sharing and teaching each other and then being able to do that in person and see the women that were like 
like last year, I remember Kathy Foster, I don't know if she's here today, but she's a, you know, a common voice that a lot of women hear in these meetings for several years. And how delighted some women were just to see Kathy, right, to be in her presence, because they'd only heard her voice or seen her online. And she just felt so disarmed by that. Like that was so different. But I said, yeah, our, our voices, our testimonies, our experiences, they mean so much more to what shifts us into new creatures as women, the kind of creatures that are totally devoted to Christ and willing to submit all the thinking we've had all over the years and our stories and follow him as a mom, because it's hard to do that when your kids are eating the wrong suckers. And so it's just crazy to notice that was alarming to me. I had no idea that what we do here would translate so powerfully in an in-person circumstance that was beyond my ability to express. It was fun and it was powerful, it was sweet, but yeah, it was, it just was so validating to our identity and the Savior's love for us. So thanks for being in the trench and for admitting you're in the trench, for being here with us. And let's get trenchy together. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. And thanks for everybody that shared. And we'll see you next week. I see you're moving your hands like I shouldn't go yet. Am I good to go, BJ? We're good. Okay. Thanks for listening. And thanks for hanging in there to hear this. It is our greatest desire that all women feel like they belong and like their gifts matter, that they matter. And when we connect and collaborate together in the spirit to feel the love of our savior together, the messages that are available to each one of us individually right where we're at are so amazing. We don't want anyone to miss our retreat because of any barriers or questions that they have. Yeah, you might have questions about things like, where do I put my toothbrush? And what kind of pajamas am I supposed to wear? And will there be enough bathrooms for me to feel comfortable there? Or, hey, I have a special thing that I need to do that not everybody will need to do, but I need to know if I can do that there to take care of myself. So yeah, we wanna answer your questions and we don't want you to have any worries about coming because boy, is this ever a place where you can be who you are and come as you are and trust that the women that you see, no matter what age or stage they're in in their life, this is a place you can come to know this is a place of resort and security. Wow, I'm glad I came to this retreat. <laughs>